1: episode of the badass ladies club my name is laurie and i'm here with my friend jessica hey guys and we are so grateful that you have come back to join us for another episode of the badass ladies club Uh, we would super super appreciate it if you would support our show by following us on facebook instagram we're definitely on patreon you can go to www.badassladiesclub.com check out our retreats that are coming up because we have really exciting stuff coming um, in the next few months with Badass Retreats. So all the things, all the ways, hang out with us at the Badass Ladies Club, but today, we're going to wait until we talk about the Badass of the Week before we get into this topic. Jessica, tell us about it. Yeah. So
0: today, our Badass of the Week is Megan Phelps Roper. For those who don't know her, she is an American political activist and former member of and former spokesperson for the Westboro Baptist Church. And if you guys don't know who they are, they are the worst. <laughs> um, Google it. I and. Y'all, this isn't like a regular Baptist church. I mean, I know a lot of amazing Baptists. This is a hate group. Yeah, um, I was about to say, yeah. Yeah, it's by no means like a normal church that like everyone goes to. No. It's mostly made of all family members. Like I want to say 80 or 90% of the Westboro Baptist Church are all just fa- excuse me, family members. Yeah, it's, um, it's a mess. Anyway. Megan Phelps Roper wrote this amazing book that inspired me so much. It is called Unfollow, a memoir of loving and leaving the Westboro Baptist Church. It was incredibly touching and just kind of went through her journey of deconstructing and um, just how she found the power of love through leaving the church, but also how much she still loves her family well obviously like
1: it's it's a really what I liked so much about it was that you completely understand how um intoxicating and convincing and um like you understand people who are in these situations and how they um Live life, you know, from that yeah. experience, and it just makes you a more compassionate human being. I feel like to uh, to read this kind of book, and because I learned so much about an extreme group like Westboro from reading it, but what I had never considered is like what the actual people were going through that were a part of it, you know?
0: Right, and you know, right, wrong, or indifferent. At the end of the day, like. What Megan said about her family and her involvement in the Westboro Baptist Church is that they truly in all, like, in their hearts feel like they're doing the right thing. Of course. That they're not—well, we could think they're bad people. I think that, you know, that's up for discussion. Some people think I'm bad people. Yeah, Yeah, like, like, I get it. um, That they truly think that this is what God wants them to do. They're not doing it out of— Hatred. They're, in their view, they're doing it out of
1: love. And it's such a mind fuck, honestly. Brainwashing and being in a school of thought that, like, turns everything on its head so you feel like you're doing it for the right reasons when really what you're doing is horrific and terrible, like... It's cultish, and it's, you know, appeal, and um, so many people were either have fallen victim to it, or were like born and raised in it, you know? Um, so she's really remarkable, and mm-hmm. if for no other reason, she's a great writer and author and... Um, Absolutely. She's Teaches coolest. you a lot about humanity. So yeah. yeah, get on this show. Yes. Megan Phelps Roper, you are invited. So... On the subject of heavy topics... Yeah, sorry, (laughs) y'all. I mean, today's a doozy. (laughs) It's funny how that happens, isn't it? Um, So, today we're going to talk about reproductive rights. um, Only because we have to. We have
0: to. We must. And, um, y'all, I I want everyone to know who's listening. Laurie and I want to be respectful and... always. Totally. We have friends who are pro-choice. We have friends who are pro-life. We have friends in the church. We have friends who are atheists. We have friends who practice other religions from around the world. Everyone's invited. Yes, we are here to just give information and maybe a little insight on what's going on. And as Texans and women (laughs) laurie and i felt called to talk about what's
1: What's happening around here because geez like it is it's i've been a texan for a long time like i was not born here but i've been here for 23 or 24 years now like Mm -hmm. um it is born and raised over here yeah it's a weird time to be a texan
0: it's a really weird time to be a texan and You know, I I have discussions with people who are like, wow, you were born and raised in Texas. You don't seem like a Texan at all. And I'm like, well, let me tell you, being a Texan is weird because I love it here, but I kind of hate it in a sense of our politics here. Our politics are really confusing. Our politics are a bit of a shit show right now. Um... And so people always ask, like, well, why don't you go somewhere else? Well, a lot of reasons. One, my family is here. I want
1: to be close to my family. That but it's two... such a passive-aggressive asshole-ish thing to suggest <laughs> to somebody anyway. But two, but carry on.
0: I feel like I have a responsibility to stay... And fight the good and fight! Fight the good fight Preach, and sister. vote yes. and um, attempt to make change. I... I'm not saying that I'm here to take it on like by myself or anything, but doing your part, doing my part. I'm voting. I'm doing the best I can to just help
1: people understand. Well, and let's be clear. I what's happening in Texas politics is not a reflection of Texans. Absolutely not. Okay, so I want to put that out there right now, that like, what I know of Texas is wonderful, intelligent, brilliant people that are doing amazing things Mm -hmm. in the world, okay? Um, What I see in Texas politics, especially on this conversation of reproductive rights, let's just get into it, okay? so. a lot of the decisions that are being made in Texas politics right now are being made in order to light a fire of outrage and fury on one end and to rally the troops on the other end so that way we can have this big showdown so people get campaign donations and they get reelected it has nothing to do with doing what's right by the people who live in this state you know and so it's meant to be gaslighting in a political spectrum that is disgusting
0: if you ask me I don't think that any of our politicians I'm talking to you, Greg Abbott, Ted Cruz, all of you. I honestly don't think they give a shit about reproductive rights. Clearly.
1: They don't even they, know anything about it. They don't...
0: What, but what I'm saying is the only reason why they're making it a big deal is...
1: To get votes. It serves the donations and it yes. serves the strategies for their political futures. They don't care. They though. must be polarizing and they must ignite people on either side of the spectrum if they're going to move forward with their right. careers, which is what this is actually about.
0: So let's talk about like where reproductive rights stand right now yes. in Texas. So at the moment, I'm looking at my notes, guys, because I want to make sure... Oh, I don't know if I wrote it down. But at the moment, I believe, I hope I'm not misspeaking here. Um, you can have an abortion up to 20 up to weeks. 20 weeks, yeah. Pill-induced abort- abortions by 10 weeks, I want to say, is what I researched and read. Um, Other states have varying weeks where that goes. Um, But our lovely governor, Greg Abbott, just signed the heartbeat bill, um, which will be taking effect in September. What that means is um, it's basically an outright ban on abortions. Period, but they say after six weeks. But guys, basically nothing. Yeah, (laughs) Um, that's two weeks after a missed menstrual cycle. Most women don't even know they're pregnant by then. Um, It bans abortions after a fetal heartbeat has been detected. It does not protect, and this is where I'm talking to you, my pro-life friends. It does not protect those who are impregnated as a result of rape or
1: incest. Of course not. Because and that's fucking wrong. Women are just hosts to have babies. Like obviously. Yeah. That's what we're you know? I like, digress already. Like right? guys, this like, is gonna be passionate. Stop! I'm
0: sorry. Um, um okay. There so is, more about the bill. There is an exception for medical emergencies. Okay. Um I just I I wanna make sure that I'm reading all this right. So No abortions after six weeks after the fetal heartbeat has been detected, does not protect against rape and incest, which is such bullshit. I can't even begin. It enrages me. But here's where the Texas heartbeat bill is different from other bills. And this is where it gets crazy. And this is a direct text from an article um, from the Texas Tribune. Instead of having the government enforce the law, the bill turns the reins over to private citizens who are newly empowered to sue abortion providers or anyone who helps someone get an abortion after a fetal heartbeat has been detected. The person would not have to be connected to someone who had an abortion or to a provider to sue. Proponents of the new law hope to get around the legal challenges that have tied up abortion restrictions in the courts. While abortion providers typically sue the state to stop a restrictive abortion law from taking effect, there's no state official holding Senate Bill 8, which is the heartbeat bill. So there's no one to sue, the bill's proponents say. So basically... Planned Parenthood can't go to a court and sue, let's say, Attorney General Ken Paxton like they usually would because he's not the one enforcing the statute.
1: It's so gross and it's so dystopian that, yikes, guys. Yikes! I can't even. It is also, I might add, super chicken shit. Okay? Like, way to be tough, Texas. I'm going to leave it to private citizens to sue each other. Like, it is just the craziest thing. And again, like, if I'm being real, job well done doing something that's going to drive everybody absolutely insane, you know? Like, that for—and this kind of falls back on the heels of our fear episode. Yeah. Like, this kind of behavior in politics is only meant to rile people up. Mission accomplished, okay? Like, I'm riled, genuinely, because— To this bill's point, something that's on the inside of my body has more rights than I do as a 43-year-old woman. Like, how is that even possible? And if that's what we're saying, that we're willing to take rights away from breathing tax-paying adults— then what are we doing to modify men's bodies to make sure that they're not impregnating women? Thank you. Women?
0: Let's talk about men. So if this was really about abortion, Texas, then we would be fixing the foster care system. We would be giving our children sex education. We would be doing everything we possibly could to lower the numbers. A woman can have one full-term pregnancy a year. One. One. Men can impregnate thousands of women if they wanted to in a year. Well or
1: at the very, you know, like let's just say that you're getting it once a week, like that's 52 babies, you know? Like that the it's not about this. Why are we regulating women's bodies? Well it, there's only a couple of different logical explanations to that. The first of which being the first point was that it's just meant to be inflammatory in a political sense to help people get onto their next career shift. Disgusting, you know. But it's also about controlling the options that women have that are most likely to be affected by this. Okay, like it is disproportionately harmful to low income. Families, it's also disproportionately harmful to people who have fewer options available to them, you know? Like, and so if you can keep those people down by caring for their unwanted children, you know, like, and We're not doing anything to help those kids when they're on the outside. You know, like, it's only important that they're born. Right. And then after that, the government's, like, totally hands off, you know, on all of that and are cutting programs left and right that are meant to support these kids as they grow up in their future. So nothing about this is a genuine concern except for the people that are voting these people into office who are being manipulated by the silly fear-based tactic that's going on around it. And so basically... As upsetting as it is for a woman that could still technically have a baby like I am, it's way more upsetting because I feel like there are that all of us are being manipulated by this narrative around reproductive rights. That's not even really about reproductive rights, you know, like. And so, yeah, man, it is frustrating and makes no sense for so many reasons if you're looking at it from a logical foundation anyway. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The socioeconomic repercussions of banning abortion is, guys, I can't, like, I'm going to need a minute. So first of all, like, if you're pro-life, that's great. But I want you to know that as a pro-choice woman, a pro-choice mother, might I add, I have my own living, breathing child. Um, Just because I'm pro-choice doesn't mean that I'm at Planned Parenthood passing out goodie bags saying, congratulations on your abortion. Every single one of my friends, every single woman I know, every single woman who has sat in my chair doing hair, who has told me they've had an abortion, it is not a happy celebratory thing. This is a decision that is deeply personal and hard and no one is happy about it. So in a perfect world, of course, I would want all the babies to be born, but that's just not going to happen. So banning abortion is only going to ban
1: safe abortions. Oh, people will be getting abortions. Like, like There's no doubt about it.
0: You are just going to make women or anyone who can get pregnant, like turn to extremely... Unsafe measures. And whether you like it or not, abortion is health care. We have got to protect these women who are wanting... To make a choice and to force someone to have a baby and be like, well, you can place it for adoption. There's so many families who would want a baby.
1: Okay. Have you looked at the foster care system? I was about to say, because that's such a better option in the first place. Like these
0: kids are traumatized. traumatized. Are you freaking kidding me? Like, and adoptions are so expensive. People can't. I don't know anyone who can afford that. That's why everyone I know who has gone the adoption route goes foster to adopt right? because it's cheaper, but you have to cycle through all these traumatized kids. Who are in situations that they shouldn't be in because their parents are pieces of shit who shouldn't have had kids in the first place.
1: Or, yeah, they didn't have access to something like abortion and healthcare in that respect to be able to make an educated decision about what was best for them. Like, yeah, nothing about the system works. Nothing about the fundamental ideology behind it works. And. So if we're really scaling this back, and this is really just about preventing unwanted pregnancies or preventing pregnancies at all, then somebody explained to me the idea that there's no exception for incest and rape. Like, that that is a cruel layer to this whole situation that if someone was physically attacked— and a pregnancy resulted from that attack, that they would be forced to have their attacker's offspring. And let's talk about the fact that rapists have parental rights. I mean, I go back to, okay, so women are just hosts to procreate. Like, when do we have autonomy over our bodies? When does that happen? Like, Because at this stage, like, from the time you hit puberty until the time you hit menopause— You are there for breeding purposes only, regardless of what your vote is in that. Like, you do not have autonomy over your body. Might as well just live with cows. Well, I'm for real, like, and then I'm totally like, okay, so yeah, maybe my dad should have sold me for a bride price. And maybe, you know, like that all of a sudden this ownership of women's bodies, you start to see how this trickles into some of these really terrifying scenarios. You better hope that none of those babies that were aborted are female because they're being born into... Physical, you know, like there's nothing about this that makes any kind of sense on a logical level, which is why, you know, in times like this, it's hard to be um, reasonable about it. I've seen so much conversation about because like talking about this, guys, if you can't tell, gets me like hot and flustered. Okay, like I am and I don't want to sound like. Two bitches ranting and raving, but this is important. Well, but it's okay. Like, like I. It's also funny because when we started badass ladies club. We were like, no politics, no yeah, divisive we won't talk topics. About politics. Like, it's fine. We really, really don't want to. But there's also sometimes where like silence is compliance. You know, like mm-hmm. that. I am so, um, concerned about the direction that freedom and rights look like for so many different marginalized groups, you know, um, that it's unfair to expect people to keep their cool when they talk about it, especially when they belong to the group of marginalized, you know, and that I cannot keep my cool about this. I will not keep my cool about this. It is not okay.
0: Think of like all these little girls, right? I mean, Heaven forbid if Adelaide were ever attacked at 14, 15 years old. Heaven forbid that resulted in a pregnancy. You're telling me the government has to make that decision for my family. Guess what? Texas
1: government not going to happen. Well, and Greg Abbott just said like two weeks before he signed that stupid bill that he wasn't going to get involved in Texas medical conditions regarding a vaccine rollout.
0: You know? Yeah, but or the is. masks. Yeah, like, like the same day he signed the heartbeat bill, he literally said that Texas government has no place in making health decisions for Texans what Ugh. what so hey texas we don't have to wear masks cool you don't have to get a vaccine vaccination fine but guess what we're gonna make women have their unwanted pregnancies we're going to let people run around with guns without licenses or training yep that's also happening in september and you're gonna sweat your ass off this summer like right. <laughs> like oh and ERCOT can't help forget you about air conditioning with like. you know it's too cold, Texas shuts down. It's too hot, Texas shuts down. Like, I, I, I the just taxes are low. Don't under people are flocking right. here, and but taxes you know, are low. The taxes are
1: low. You can carry your freaking gun anywhere you want to. Come on into Trader Joe's with it on your hip, like yeah. it's cool. Um, all of this to say, maybe this episode is about manipulation and inflaming <laughs> politics in order to set people off. You know, like because. There are so many parts of this conversation that still roll back to where we started with this, which is that what I know of Texans is that they are not this extreme. No. And that it's just the politicians that are promoting the extreme, you know, leverage on both sides in order to hit the triggers in us to set us the fuck off, you know, and that that is um, honestly. The downfall of what's coming our way
0: is that we can't help but jump down that hole. And I just want to say, even my pro-life friends and family who I have had this discussion with even think that this heartbeat, Bill, is extreme. It is way too extreme. And I'm sorry. If you're pro-life and you think that any person has to have a baby, even if they were raped, whether it be by a stranger or their creepy uncle, like,
1: I'm sorry to say it. You're a garbage human. I <laughs> I have no, I don't know those people. Like, I, I, yeah, I've never met a person that truly, not that I have I, that conversation I mean, with everyone, but,
0: um, I just, I don't, I literally, my brain does not compute. I cannot fathom. And I just like from, uh, I also Laurie, think, can, I just we, can't.
1: can we address the idea that in any topic, I don't care what topic you're talking about, that there are some things that are hard to explain or understand if you've not personally been through them. So if you are someone who feels like even in the case of rape or incest, and that someone will. should have the baby that right. they're forcibly impregnated with, if that's truly your perspective, then I would ask, have you been in those shoes? And if you can tell me yes and you still feel that way, then I'm going to step off, okay? But my estimation of that situation is that most people that did feel that strongly in that extreme view have never been raped or been forced to deal with an unwanted pregnancy as a result of a rape. Because if you've been in that situation, you can't make that kind of judgment on somebody. You wouldn't, you know, like one or the other is traumatizing in and of itself, but you put those two things together and anybody that would judge someone that was making that kind of decision is not somebody worthy to be judging in the first place. You know, like that it just calls out the absolute worst in humanity for us to have to look at this kind of situation with a bill like this in our legislature and in our law and think that we would want to put someone through that kind of situation, Which is why I come back to the fact that I don't think that Greg Abbott believes in this bill. I don't think it's what he it is 100 percent politically and divisively motivated. To right, to He
0: wants to get reelected. Right. He wants to move and further into he's closer and closer politics.
1: to his election. So it's time right. for him to start throwing these doozies down while he right. can, you so know, let's like, ban
0: abortion.
1: Right. So then let's I can get on there and I can let, tell everybody I did this. Right. And I can
0: rile up my base. and let's like let people carry around guns without yes. licensing or training. Let's you know. God, on that note, by the way. Nine out of 10 responsible gun owners I know think that that bill is absolutely insane. But we're not talking about guns right now. I'm just saying it's
1: stupid. I say that's a whole nother like (laughs) touchy, uh, politically charged conversation. (laughs) Um, And I also think that they are the same, though, in that people who feel one way or on the other end of the spectrum about gun laws and gun legislation are it's a trigger. Just like reproductive rights is. So if we can trigger these people that feel totally opposite about an extremely divisive, you know, conversation like this, you bet it's going to be something that a bill is going to get passed on when it's closer to election season, you know, and that it also kind of creates this idea of like the smoke and mirrors, you know, like. I don't know that they really expect this bill to like do everything it needs to do by September without it getting stopped or halted or changed or evolved or something. They're just seeing how far they can push the envelope. You know, like how far can we go without getting stopped? And sometimes you can go all the way. Right. You know, and sometimes you can't, but either way, it gives them fuel and information to keep moving that narrative forward. Well, and what's happening right now
0: is that there is a... Case at the Supreme Court right now involving the state of Mississippi. Right. And depending on how the Mississippi bill goes, if it helps, and I don't mean in a good way as far as what we're talking, but if it like points the needle in one direction or another with Roe v. Wade, um, then that's just going to open the floodgates. for For all kinds of this kind kind of stuff to keep on happening. Um, When I was researching, I have heard, and y'all, I I can't even tell you where, because it's been various sources, but I'm always into fact-checking. Like, I don't want to misspeak out of turn and you know, give a lot of false information. I'm not that kind of person. Um, but I had heard about other States, um, making people, um, fill out paperwork and be oh. investigated
1: with their with miscarriage situation. Um, this is truly disgusting.
0: I, and I couldn't find anything like concrete, um, Granted, I was like delirious and like down this huge rabbit hole by the time I got to the miscarriage situation. But, um, miscarriages for those who have experienced it one, I'm incredibly sorry for your loss, but two, um, is an extremely traumatizing situation, yes, especially for those who wanted them, yeah. So the only thing that I could find was an article from 2016 out of Austin saying that Texas was enforcing people who had miscarriages, basically that any fetal tissue had to have some sort of burial or cremation. Yeah. And I know this for a fact I'm not going to say names. I have a guest who has had a lot of miscarriages. She had to have a medical abortion, essentially. Um, She lost the baby. It had to be medically induced um, at a hospital. And it was like a religiously affiliated hospital. I don't remember which one it was, but it's not important. But she lost this baby at like, 20 something weeks I mean knew the gender had a name for her and everything and she and her husband just went through this dramatic loss of this baby and that was not a viable pregnancy and this hospital was like you have to have like a funeral yeah and she said the fuck I am you know like are you are you kidding me right now like I'm a mess I don't I don't want to do this, and um, they said it's the rules. It's the way it has we to be have here to. And I was like, they made you basically have a funeral for the baby you just lost, and like in when the hospital you, when you like, say like, out loud there, with your
1: own words, "I don't want to do this," like that. It doesn't matter what you want. Doesn't matter. Like it's not about you. You're the host. We're telling you what you're going to do with this part of your body. Like y'all, it is the kind of, it's the kind of door you don't want to open in respect to autonomous decisions about your body. Like no one is suggesting that we hold men down and give them vasectomies, but I want to know why. Right. If we're forcing funerals on miscarriages and telling women who've been attacked that they have to have their attackers or baby. Or that like, if
0: you have a miscarriage that you may be investigated into whether it happened on it's purpose. It's a criminal
1: activity, you know. Um, like Which the... is
0: what I was trying to research and I couldn't find any super concrete evidence, but I had heard discussions of which y'all if we're already like here with a heartbeat bill it wouldn't surprise me one minute if a miscarriage bill like that went through and effect where miscarriages would well, be there's investigated. so many
1: old wives tales about how you can force a miscarriage anyway you know like i've heard about that stuff since i was old enough to have a period like it is and you know like there's all kinds of ridiculous bullshit out there like that when a woman is raped she can't have a pregnancy result of that that your body does something to protect you so that doesn't that's happen bullshit. you know like that's there's bullshit. so much that, stupid like, stuff right that, that people like, don't they
0: say um, it's like a
1: hormone or something that, that you gets have released, to, you know? like you gotta have,
0: if you orgasm then that's when it happens and it's like the most
1: ridiculous shit i've ever heard of in my life me? but i guess my point is that in order to support the narrative Facts don't make any difference anymore. You know, like truth is this weird, fuzzy thing that isn't really a thing. So you can say whatever you want to to support it one way or the other. It all comes down to this. If you would like to keep the autonomy over your body and be able to make decisions about what's going on for your actual body, this kind of stuff as a sentient being and definitely as a taxpaying American and as a Texan is un. Acceptable and a big um, reason why I plan to vote in every election because I guess the uh, also on a broader scale, the Texas legislature would not have been able to do this except that we have allowed them to, you know, like and so for every person who just stands up and votes every four years in a presidential election or that's up their game and decided to vote every two years, you know, like in a secondary election that. There are elections all the time that are electing these people into the legislature that are backing up these kinds of ridiculous bills that take away people's physical rights over their body. And I am 100 percent guilty of not having voted in those elections that have allowed these people to get into power. Like so. I can't say enough about how annoyed I am that we're even doing this episode because we shouldn't still be talking about this after all of these decades for women fighting to be able to control their own bodies. We've already been down this path and we passed a federal law about it. That's up for grabs right now. Mm -hmm. But the fact that it's on the table means that. People who are lazy like me that have taken for granted the freedom to do what they want with their own bodies got to get off the couch and go freaking vote these assholes out of office yeah. and show them what Texas actually represents. Because it's not this bullshit, you know, like and so if anything, uh, I, I'm i awake now. Yes. <laughs> like I see loud and clear what's going on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um... Which, guys, just to, like, put this all in perspective, like, let's throw out some statistics because this isn't just, like, shit that we're making up and going on a rant about. Texas is ranked 43rd in education. Shameful. 43rd. So you mean to tell me that a state that is ranked 43rd in education actually gives a shit about
1: kids? I mean— Again, when they're on the outside, here comes the hands-off part of this, you know, like, but no. No, they don't. Sorry about it. I'm, well,
0: not sorry. But um, Texas is ranked eighth, tied with New Mexico and Tennessee for the highest rate of teen births, with a rate of 25.3 births per 1,000 girls and young women ages 15 to 19.
1: See how that number skyrockets when you take away safe and legal abortion. I just... If the goal is to lower
0: the number of unwanted pregnancies we have got as a society to have free and available sex education, birth control, and stop shaming people about sex.
1: Oh, well, I mean, that's a whole other loaded conversation right there. Because the whole the idea... piece. Yes. Like, they just... I I just honestly feel like it's just a shame cycle. It's 100% a shame cycle and it's a control cycle because, you know, a lot of these circumstances are really young women, you know, that are trying to figure out like what, like when you hit puberty and then you get through your teen years and you get to a space where you have a little bit more freedom where the conversation and topic and act of sex usually comes into play in a big way. You are not equipped to make those choices or decisions in any kind of intelligent way because we don't have this conversation with people at a younger age, because there's so much shame and mystery that revolves around the idea of talking about safe sex, what sex means, what having a baby means, what, you know, like that all of those things... I think it was Missy, like, when we were doing the conversation with Don't Call Us Pretty, when we were like, what advice would you give your 16-year-old self? And she said, don't have don't sex, have with, sex with him. And I was like, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> like, that's exactly what I would have told my 16-year-old self, you know. But that, it, how can you be that candid and upfront with a 16-year-old to help them have some context to this situation when we're so polarized about what it means to even have sex? And then what happens when you do? Because Mm -hmm. all you get is the shame and don't do it and the abstinence conversation. And then you go ahead and have sex as a 16-year-old and you have this flood of everything hit you. Like, it's... Purity culture doesn't work. Clearly. It
0: does not work. It's a bunch of bullshit. So all those purity rings that were really popular when I was in high school, (laughs) every one of them were having
1: sex. Every single girl who wore one of those stupid rings... Was having sex. And purity culture turns into crazy women like us starting podcasts <laughs> called the Badass Ladies Club, where we're coming for you when you come after our I know, reproductive rights, bitches. you can't like... tell me.
0: It You just, you can't tell me otherwise. Like, I was raised in a Catholic school. I was surrounded by this. Purity culture BS in high school. Even though I went to a public school, I didn't go to Catholic school, you know, through high school. In high school, there was a lot of purity culture. um, Because where I went to high school, it was a big, like, Baptist community as well. So um, it doesn't matter. Catholic, Baptist, it's all about purity culture. It's all about abstinence. It does not work. The pendulum swings
1: far the other way when you push that envelope. Um, I also find that, like when you do have more information about having sex, what it means, why you have to be responsible to do it. And then when you feel the freedom to like talk to your parents or talk out loud about having sex, when you're that age, it becomes less a big deal. And you're not so inclined to like act on it for emotional and curiosity sake reasons later, because you know what you need to know and you have a lot more respect for it as an institution. So To our point, with everything else about this conversation, sharing information and giving people access to information in order for them to make their own decision is truly how you bring down the teenage birth rate, for instance. You know, like, well, let's
0: talk about the fact that as it stands right now with the way things are um, at like abortion providers, they have to do a sonogram on you 24 hours before you get the um procedure right and they are required to counsel you on other options right. and educate you and um i don't know if the those conversations ever sway people one way or another necessarily but they are required to do it so it's not like you can just walk in somewhere and be like i want this done right now they can't do that they are required to Give you counseling first and
1: pretty much always have had to do that you yeah. know like if for no other reason just to make sure that you're of sound mind to be able to make that kind of choice in the first place like that's also what's so interesting about the conversation around like people not wanting anyone to have an abortion because they're afraid that there's like this chick out there that's just like casually getting pregnant all the time and using abortion as her means of birth control you know like that 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 if you are irresponsible and you have yourself in that situation more than once or twice or however many times this story is out there. Still the hardest freaking decision you'll ever have to make, you know, like that it is, there's nothing about someone who thinks that that's just a casual, easy conversation or decision to make. That is really considering what it's like to be in that person's shoes. Like you're not. And so and I would never assume to make a decision about someone else's body for them because I don't know what they're going through. Like that, you can, and there's so many laws about you know, like privacy rights for healthcare or your doctors not being able to divulge things because your healthcare is your private, you know, like information and all these checks and balances on that and um, that you should be able to make your own healthcare decisions about every myriad of things except for this conversation, you know, like this is the one that we're not going to give people autonomy over their rights. And it also happens to be the one like anybody who's had a baby will tell you will change the rest of your life. forever and always and that's true if you have a baby it's also true if you have an abortion it's also true if you have a miscarriage like no matter what it's altering the rest of your life and to trivialize that like somebody's making any of those decisions or has that any of those experiences is unfair and makes you a shitty human being for putting somebody in that light you know like grow a heart for god's sake yeah it's really really sad have some compassion for your fellow humans, you know, that are going right. through a really difficult time.
0: Yeah. Like I don't, That that's the thing is like, can we not just have compassion for one another that when a woman is in a situation, whether she was attacked or not, if anything results in an unwanted pregnancy, which by the way, there are plenty of responsible people out there who use protection, but protection is not
1: always 100%. Oh, my gosh. I know lots of people who have been in that situation.
0: Shoot. We have a very close friend who has gotten pregnant on birth control. Birth
1: control and a condom. Like, Yes, Yes. Like,
0: sometimes it just happens. So what I'm saying is there are responsible people who still get pregnant. Um, who may choose not to have children but there are also people where it's completely out of their control and i'm gonna sound like one of those crazy feminists but (laughs) men are the worst like yeah
1: why 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 are men like i again can we hold them down and give them vasectomies oh no that's wrong Okay. Oh, because it's your
0: body. Because you don't want oh, someone telling you what to do because with your it's body. It's your body. Now I understand. Okay. I can't tell
1: you what to do with your body. But wait. <laughs> uh, you guys, this again, we're coming back around to nothing about it makes sense. Nothing. There's elections to win. That's what this is really about. So um So we're, get out there and vote. Yeah, wherever you <laughs> land on this uh on this topic. Um I think that the writing is on the wall.
0: Which, even if you are on the other side of this conversation and you don't agree with us and you are pro-life, that's fine. But can we not all agree that this is extreme?
1: Super extreme. I just don't understand. Um, And it's all fun and games until they write a bill that's coming after your rights. (laughs) You know, like that uh, there's there's more on the horizon for this kind of conversation. Which, let's be
0: honest, if any of these politicians putting these ridiculous bills into legislation um, maybe had a mistress,
1: Oh, all their mistresses will still get abortions. Like, don't be fooled. That's...
0: I'm just throwing that out there. And... They're still going to have access to abortions. Right. Because they have power. And people in power get whatever the hell they want. But people who are of lower socioeconomic
1: standards will not have that access. Those people already have a really hard time getting an abortion in the first place, you know, like where the laws extend right now. So it's on the same spectrum of those voting rights, you uh, know, like which
0: by the way, insurance in Texas does not cover abortion no. care. So oh my gosh, no. even if you wanted to get one, you have to pay for it out of pocket, which is not cheap. Um, but you know,
1: everybody has rights to decide what to do with their own body. Regardless. And if that's really the truth and that's what we're doing in the United States of America, then I'm all about it. If it's not, then, yeah, you should expect to hear more from me on this subject because uh, it's frustrating as hell. I feel like we have beat reproductive rights to death right now and i'm really interested to see what happens between where we are right now and the time that we get to september because um i definitely think this idea that um dividing people on either extreme of a really emotional and pivotal conversation as a political strategy is a strategy that's working right now in our um, system and i'm I think that there will be lots of parallels over the next several months or really now, between now and the 2022 election cycle anyway, um, where we're going to see this tactic used over and over again to help propel people's political futures and to help increase the donations that they're using to, you know, buy their yachts and um, fly over to the French Alps for the season. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And guys, like, I can't say it enough. Like, this isn't to be politically divisive if uh, I sounded like you know either one of us went off it's just that we want to create a space where we are all safe and we can have these conversations and this is really easy for me and Laurie because no one's here arguing with (laughs) us Um, we know there's plenty of people out there that would argue with us and we we respectfully disagree with those people. Um we just want people to have a little more care and compassion. Sure. Particularly to people who have uteruses. Well,
1: <laughs> absolutely. And if you feel strongly enough about it on the opposite end that you want to talk about it, well then hit us up on social media. Like I am I love some healthy debate in my life, y'all. And when it comes to things like this, I am not afraid of confrontation. I actually really enjoy hearing people explain their side of a situation in a place of, like, truth and a willingness to try and understand each other. I want to understand how somebody feels like something like this isn't taking control of my body. (laughs) Like, please tell me. how forcing a unwanted pregnancy on me is not taking away my rights as a sentient human being. I would love to have this conversation with you. So, um, yeah, there's nobody here arguing with this now, but that's also the beauty of having your own podcast is that when shit pisses you off, then we can put it on the roster and we can talk about it and talk about the whys behind it. Um, so we appreciate you guys listening and, um, indulging us in this conversation. And if you feel passionately about something that you, that's happening in your country, in your state, in your county, you know, like, then use your voice to talk about it, okay? Even if the things that you're saying are not appealing to everybody around you, even if the things that you're saying are sparking a fire or creating adversity with you and the people around you, like, this is how we learn to understand each other better And start to make different decisions that are going to put different people in office that are going to allow us to have representatives that more accurately reflect the humans that we know around us. Because like I said, right now, it's clear to me, none of these idiots that are in office that are making these decisions reflect the Texans that I know. Um, And that in large part, I'm willing to assume some responsibility for that because of my own complacency. And uh, yeah, it's time to make some changes. Yeah, that's kind of where our privilege shows.
0: Yeah, that 100%. Until it affects you, you don't care so much, right? So um, that's something that I've had to grapple with. Mm-hmm. And as a person of privilege, really look at myself in the mirror and say, this isn't okay. And now that we have this podcast, we have
1: a platform, um, I'm not afraid to use it. Yeah. So... And... Uh, heard Greg Abbott you have activated a monster and I'm now going to be your worst nightmare so thanks Greg on that note (laughs) you guys have an awesome day Um, we're so honored that you came here to hang out with us for an hour and we'll catch you next time badasses thanks badasses